0: morning!
1: No, wrong movie. Uh, Hello everyone, and welcome to (laughs) Smashed, a podcast about Jin and the 4077.
0: Really strong start there, babe.
1: (laughs) Listen, I've I've had Good Morning Vietnam stuck in my head for a few days, I want to watch that movie. Um, I am one of your hosts, Ian E. Muller.
0: And I am Ellie Collins.
1: (laughs) We are recording... Our third episode of the evening, which will be the last one for today, because we have been drinking for three hours.
0: Yeah, yeah we As
1: we do when we record this (laughs) podcast. Um, We are on episode 12, which is entitled Dear Dad, and this is actually... The, the, the it's dad, the christmas episode it is but it's also like the dear dad episodes where hawkeye writes a letter to his father are some of my favorite episodes of the entire series
0: yeah I yeah uh. man i swear the third episodes are kind of when i wish this was a video podcast
1: so people could watch you just slumped over rubbing <laughs> your face
0: I'm rubbing my face because I forgot to wash off my eyeliner last night. Oh. <laughs> and now my eyes itch. Yeah, that And I'm it. just hyper aware of it when I it. drink. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, no, it's a really good... Out- I should get my notes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Someone came prepared.
0: Oh, shut the fuck up.
1: It wasn't you. Um... I love the Dear Dad episodes. I like that they give a they gives a, a look into Hawkeye's thought process that is not filtered by his comedy. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't feel the need to put on pretenses with when he's writing to his father because yeah. his father is the only person who truly knows him.
0: Yeah, uh, we have the meatball surgery opening showing kind of like the stress yep. and the com- mm, complexity. Mm-hmm. of uh of what that environment is such as like that there are literally three of them working on a person at the same time
1: and one of them might get pulled away in order to help the other person because it's just difficult work
0: yeah um i will say calling calling blake daffy duck spot on oh yeah and i say that as a daffy duck fan daffy duck should never be a ceo yeah, daffy's
1: like your second favorite looney tune
0: Who's my first favorite? Wiley. Oh, yeah, that is correct.
1: <laughs> I, I know. I'm married <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, um,
0: the the problem is, though, that most CEOs are Elmer Fudd. Yeah. <laughs> or Yosemite Sam. What's uh, Potter? Colonel Potter? Ooh.
1: Because he's not. He's kind of Elmer Fudd, but not. No,
0: he's really closer to Foghorn Leghorn. in terms of like grander character like he's not he's not quite as Kentucky as Foghorn Leghorn but but the vibes if we're going purely off vibes for some reason when you asked what Potter is my brain went to the Muppets uh
1: we've done this
0: we have and I don't remember it
1: at the end of this episode I'm going to remind you we're gonna Muppet cast Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Maybe we'll do it as a special episode Uh, instead. Since we're now technically officially halfway through season one. Also,
0: my notes just have in bold all caps "Father Mulcahy" (laughs) because he's in this episode. I have similar notes later
1: on in this episode for a different Uh, character.
0: It's uh, me too, Uh, but
1: (laughs) we did it for the same person.
0: Yes, uh, but Father Mulcahy putting together the Mm -hmm. the nativity and.
1: the, the tree I,
0: the tree and uh I think it's it's interesting like I said as a uh what, what should I call it recovering Catholic mm-hmm. <laughs> um a recovering
1: but, a recovering believer in the Christian mythos
0: the the European uh mythos um I mean rude <laughs> my, uh,
1: my mythos came first <laughs>
0: No, but uh, he's actually building, like, one of the things, there are just some things that my over-analytical autistic brain on some of these episodes goes, hold on. Like, uh, because that was a really fucking nice nativity scene. (laughs) It is. Like, it it drew my attention. I was like, damn, I wish I would have had that nativity growing up. That was nice. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, where the fuck did he get that? I know. And like, then the
1: the thing that always stands out with me is he's decorating the tree with surgical instruments.
0: Yeah, I, I put a note about that. Well, where'd he get the fucking tree? Where did he get the uh, tree? Where did
1: he get a, like, Norwegian pine in the middle of Korea?
0: Yes! where did he get the Russia? tree? Russia.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just trucking it on over. Yeah,
1: just, they just trucked it down from Russia.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> um,
1: but I, I love, I actually really love the... the decorating the tree with the surgical implements reminds me of like father Mulcahy's perseverance to do everything he can to lift the spirits of the people around him.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I put in my notes, um, like the, the heavy leaning on Christmas Mm -hmm. likely means that this was not just a Christmas episode, but like a sweeps episode. Mm, Um, like really like getting them numbers. Oh it, it which,
1: is the middle of their first season.
0: Yeah, which feels like super bold um to be a brand new show. Like you're a brand new show, you're twelve episodes in and you're already doing a Christmas special. Like just feels ballsy. Um but I, I really love, and Father Mulcahy decorating with the popcorn on a string, just so classic. Mm-hmm. I also fucking hate popcorn on a string, like, personally. But that's yeah, year, no, that's years part. of Girl Scouts,
1: <laughs>
0: which I went to in a Catholic church, so...
1: I just, I just don't like the way it looks.
0: We, We made so much popcorn on a string. So let me
1: ask you a question as someone who Mm. absolutely never did that as a kid growing up. Do you you literally only leave that out for like one day? (laughs) No. Because it's going to attract bugs and it's going to rot.
0: No it's not. You grew up up north where your bugs are like fortified against the weather. In the south though, like you could leave popcorn strings up for like three weeks. Like no bugs gonna go near it because they're all in hell where they belong in the winter
1: (laughs) fair enough i mean they die faster in the north but
0: here it's like the second that the first day of fall happens they all are sent to the seventh layer of avernus they're just like bye and then you're like ah (sighs) a peaceful four months before these little fuckers return (laughs) that tracks I just always hated hated doing it because, uh like, you're just sitting there with a needle going through all this perfectly good popcorn that the adults won't let you eat because it has to stay up for weeks on end. Oh, uh, yeah. That's like vacation Bible school bullshit, but, like, in the winter. Vacation mm. Bible school was baller, though, if you were a poor kid because they would feed you.
1: Oh, that's you, super cool. You baller. got
0: three square meals a day. Um. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, then we got Radar mailing a Jeep home piece by piece, which is never addressed. (laughs) Nope. And it makes no fucking sense why he's doing that. Uh. Ugh. God. Um, Yes, can I help you? Opinions?
1: I. The. Mailing the Jeep Home thing is weird to me. Like, I get it, but it's like, how does they check their mail? Right, like, <laughs> like we know that the they know that we know they check their mail because they read their letters and like.
0: Well, those, yeah, it makes no sense. Um, oh yeah, there's my note about the father decorating the tree with medical utensils, uh, and then we get our monthly lecture. Where we gotta can the jokes and get down to the sex. Yup. Uh,
1: he makes it farther into that lecture than I expected not because he's awkward about it but because they don't heckle him as much as I expect.
0: yeah I ex- I honestly like knowing RB people I know exactly how that would have gone down mm-hmm. even with the most awkward of CEOs. Yeah they would have read straight from the book tunnel vision (laughs) oh yeah just
1: read until lecture done and then walk out
0: yeah like and then just no eye contact fucking no eye contact um
1: but you have to gesture towards the uh figures yeah (laughs) figure a and figure b
0: figure a and figure b the two Um,
1: genders
0: (laughs) no (laughs) oh no that makes me figure c (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh
0: um Uh, Radar is present at this talk, which at first I was going to call bullshit on Mm -hmm. because later on they have him being so ignorant about sex and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Blake never makes it through this. He does
1: not make it through the lecture in any way, shape or form.
0: But like Radar is like genuinely interested in that information to start with. And then like later on he's like, Sex, that's a dirty word, what's that? And it's like, Oh my god, shut up. Yep. Um Yeah, Blake fumbling super bad. Um there's some weird ADR here when Hawkeye's talking to Margaret when he like turns around. It just really? seems like they like probably just biff the audio on that take. Yeah, his, there's a certain, like, in older TV, when they have to do ADR, there's a certain where the audio is, like, just slightly too loud and just slightly too clear. Mm. Like, it's not it's not as muddy as everything else. It sounds like something that was recorded separately. That makes sense, yeah. It It reminds me of, like, when, you know, radios used to do, like, it was, like, an artist saying, like,
1: Oh, it would be like the radio station's like personal ad, and then the the artist would come in to say like one sentence, and it was clearly recorded in two different different tapes. Right.
0: Yeah. Like I love listening to ninety seven point three. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, let's see. I I it's stupid, but I love the joke of like the following men have volunteered and then pure silence
1: for a 10 mile hike in the middle of winter in Korea. Silence. A moment of silence and then back to our regularly
0: scheduled music. <laughs> oh, uh, Trapper's Pride. Ah. See, I've hit that like magic zone where the gin has made me both sleepy <sighs> And have no control over my hands. Yeah, I know. Um, you
1: were just slapping me a minute ago.
0: <laughs> yes. Because you didn't have your notes up.
1: I didn't need them. Uh,
0: <laughs> Domestic. <laughs> uh,
1: help, help. I'm being repressed. Um, uh,
0: but Trapper's private practice, which is super sweet.
1: It's It shows a side of Trapper we really don't ever see again. Yeah. It's just like, but, oh, Trapper's being a good, decent, humid, be Okay, it's gone.
0: <laughs> yep, that's that's the annoying part, is like, oh, here's Trapper being selfless. And there it goes.
1: Like, he's never uh, a bad person. He's a bad husband.
0: 100%. But
1: he's never a bad person, but it's a just a, it's, that's a sweeter, gentler side of him. But we also...
0: And it's like the South Park meme, and it's gone.
1: It, it is It well established that he really loves kids, though. So...
0: Well, you know, maybe he could have a wonderful life with kids if he didn't sleep around on his wife so much. <laughs> oh. But, uh, and he delivered a baby calf. Yep. Because these are applicable medical things that clearly go across. You know, mm-hmm. a surgeon is absolutely capable of midwifing for a cow. Absolutely. I'm sure they can figure it out, but as someone who went through shitty OBGYNs, I'm just like, absolutely not. Get the fuck out of here.
1: (laughs) They they can figure their way around it.
0: Okay. And then... The
1: cow's not gonna complain.
0: A cow can complain, and it's called a hoof to the teeth. Fair. You're literally at the back end there. They can just... Um, and then I have it all bold. Clinger,
1: Clinger! yeah, me
0: too. <laughs> I love Clinger.
1: Yep, it's one of the few episodes he's in in season one.
0: I know. Ah, uh, Jamie Farr, you angel. Um, uh,
1: Clinger's Clinger is up there for my favorite character,
0: and I will forever love that Glinger came in said, hi, my name is Klinger, and then dropped Frank. Like, absolutely dropped that motherfucker <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, I
1: think this is his second episode. Yeah. And it's just like, and boom!
0: Yeah, this motherfucker really One went, punch. I came here for two reasons. One, to make you fall in love with me immediately, and two, do that by dropping Frank. Like, he really beat the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, if I put, like, um, later season, um, Father Mulcahy, when he's a boxer and, like, really leans into that part of his life because every character here got retroactive backstory, um,
1: he would have just like punched he Frank would have out.
0: sucker punched the shit out of Frank. Yeah, like Father he would have would have like been fighting back, and the second they swung on him, he would have just swung right back. Yep, he would have been like he does.
1: He literally clocked. knocks a patient out in one episode.
0: Yeah, like he would have he would have handled that shit. Uh, I did love the line that <laughs> Agent Sex at the time of your last birthday.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: because you know what shit changes shit changes sometimes people <laughs> gotta figure some shit out you know what we got Klinger and a reference to uh gender fluidity in the same episode i feel like that's kismet i i feel like we're we're working towards a beautiful thing
1: <laughs> we are it's and it's clinger
0: yes god yeah i just i just want to show this just clinger and father okay he just fucking dealing I think with the both... outskirts of everything these other fuckers are doing. <laughs> God,
1: yeah. I think they're both in the sequel.
0: Probably. Because the
1: sequel is Klinger, Colonel Potter. Oh, I'll have to look it up. I'm blanking right now.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Um. Then we get to uh, Margaret and Frank.
1: And Cheeky Fun Shenanigans.
0: Cheeky Fun Shenanigans. Um, I thought it was interesting that she references the peace talk rumors because I feel like that that is indicative of how war goes mm-hmm. is like because the peace talk rumors crop up throughout the entirety of the show. Oh yeah, and they're there for a long time mm-hmm. and it kind of shows it like in war it's like, oh, today might be the date. <laughs> nope, never mind. they war- bombed an area like
1: war is a will, they won't they?
0: Yeah. Consistently, um, the gag candle was amazing, though. Like, blowing yeah. out the candle. Frank referencing his wife. The
1: bleh. The only gag in that entire thing that I'm just like, why? Is the, the pillow full of pudding. Yeah. And it's funny, but why?
0: But why? <laughs> um... And then Frank breaks the entire tent, being a dumbass. I mean, yeah. Uh, though honestly, I, this is not in defense of Frank. The way that Frank breaks the tent by accidentally knocking that middle pole, I honestly don't know how more of them haven't done it. I know my ass would be falling into that thing regularly. Well, I think
1: they sawed through the pole. Huh? They sawed through the pole. They don't normally fall down that easily.
0: Uh well, it's also Frank just really mollywopped it. That's true, he did. Um But yeah, like honestly, I would trip and fall on that thing yeah, you like would. regularly. I'm so clumsy. Um And then uh when they come out and Pierce just dips and kisses Margaret and she's like really into it. I mean, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alan Alda, he's a, just so attractive.
1: There's a line in there where the the um, MC, um, the loudspeaker, says something about maybe Santa will be so- sober. I'm like, I have never seen a sober party Santa. I don't think they're going to start now. I think
0: the only sober Santas I've known have worked in malls. Or the super cool guy when I was growing up, uh, like that family that they just had reindeer, I mm. guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, they and it was like the it was an older gentleman and his wife and it was like one of those smaller houses Mm -hmm. in the neighborhoods you know what i mean like the the ones clearly from the 50s yeah and he would just sit out there with um with a sleigh and reindeer and they like set up a little stall for selling hot chocolate it was free hot chocolate Um, And they had like a whole little like trail in their yard that you could go through Christmas decorations and you just got to meet Santa. It was very much like real Santa. And he did the most brilliant thing I've ever seen a Santa do. His sleigh where he sat slightly behind his backside was a hole in the sled. And the whole thing that everyone knew was this Santa you had to bring your list you had to bring a list and give it to Santa, you know, so that it he would make sure to remember. You had to give him the list. So you would hand your list to Santa. He would go to, quote, put it in his pocket and he would feed it out that hole in the sleigh to a elf that was standing behind him who then would pass it off to your parents.
1: Oh, uh, you told me about this before. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there were so many times where it was like my childhood belief in Santa perpetuated because I would put shit on that list that like... I never said to my mom, yeah, and then it would show up, and I was like, "Holy shit!"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I thought that was super cool. It kept the magic alive. Oh yeah, it really did. I thought that was so sweet. And then when I got older, realized it, I was like, "Oh, now I'm just impressed." Like it's clever. I'm just impressed, dude. It's very
1: clever. Um,
0: but yeah, we did. Get- <laughs> Margaret, Margaret, just being completely just dumbfounded by that kiss <laughs> what an animal yeah, yeah he, he is, is.
1: <laughs> every bit of him it's that like, okay
0: that um gives way or not gives way uh it um gives credence to the weird little um kind of tension i guess it's not even a tension it's like a through line with margaret and pierce it's just kind of like a, oh, like yeah. it's never gonna happen but we are mutually attracted to each other until it does happen because they think that they're gonna die yeah so it i like it because it establishes that they don't loathe each other it's just they're never gonna get together right and i think that's interesting um i just wrote santa hawkeye's hilarious
1: <laughs> it it's A very poignant scene where he flies off to be a field surgeon. Yeah. Dressed as Santa because it's both peak Hawkeye and peak war.
0: Yeah. Just fucking Santa dropping. Like, where are we dropping, boys? (laughs) Like, I feel like that's what Fortnite games look like. It
1: is. It's just
0: Santa coming down in the middle of... (laughs) It's, it's
1: like Santa, a robot, and Quiet from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Fucking Quiet. I relate to her so much. I, too, could not breathe if I put on lotion. Uh... And then uh, I thought that the roll call that they did at the end was very beautiful. Yeah. And it's it's very uh, mid-season finale Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Get the Nielsen ratings, y'all. Yep. Um, Do you notice
1: who wasn't in it, though? Hmm. Jones.
0: Jones was not it. I swear to God, Jones deserves better. He,
1: I think he's gone. He's not even. Is in the he second like gone? Half. Yeah, he's not even in the second half of season one.
0: Motherfucker.
1: He gets that he gets that one last episode with like the the Hojon stealing things. That's bullshit.
0: That's absolute bullshit. He deserved better. Yeah,
1: but they also realized that like he was a problematic character from the movie that they shouldn't have included.
0: Yeah, but they could have But they could
1: have written him to not be problematic. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, like they could have changed his name They could have Or just started calling him something different Yeah uh, well, literally
1: they could have just changed his name And it would have been fine
0: Yeah well it's like that wasn't like his real name That was his nickname so he could have kept like the The like actual character name Jones Yep. And just like gave him a different fucking nickname Uh just
1: start calling him Chuck
0: No No Chuck Jones
1: No I knew where <laughs> you were going
0: with that I ruined it by talking about Foghorn Leghorn. Yes, you did. I say.
1: Uh, I say. Nope. I know. I can't do that. I don't know
0: what that was. Fucking Ernest Hemingway. Calm your ass down. (laughs) We're not doing that. Uh, But uh, no, I just think it's a really good episode. Feels like a mid-season finale. Yep. Um, Yep. Also feels like, thank you for enjoying the... The first half of the season of this weird little project that we call Bash. Uh, <laughs> Here is everyone that you enjoy, including a couple actors that we do not really give the time of day that we should. Like um the how uh, the one nurse Ginger Bayless. Yes, like they're like ah and Ginger Bayless, and it's like who
1: is in every season, but the actress changes. Numerous times
0: they aunt vived her yeah. so bad. Yeah, I hate it.
1: Yeah, and we they we get a credit for Klinger in that episode too. Yes, we. They basically you. this is the episode where they basically go, we are replacing Jones with Klinger.
0: It's a fair trade, but
1: <laughs> but yeah, halfway yeah. through. Woo halfway through season one thank you all for listening so far we will be back yeah. to a our regular schedule as i mentioned in the episode four weeks five weeks ago whatever you well, you well, however haunt. time works You and fucking haunt. we're
0: recording more regularly now yep. trying to get a good try to get ahead of things yeah so that we hopefully we don't again in
1: like early 2023 and yeah Back on schedule.
0: Life is wild. We do this podcast for fun to share our love of MASH with all of you. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't provide you quality and consistency. So we're working on that.
1: Exactly. So, all right. Yeah. Well, We'll see you all in two weeks. And until then, have fun. Yeehaw. And take care.
0: Yeah. Bye. Bye.